Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Oh boy, what a morning you must have had, huh, Don? Yeah, um, it's, you know, I uh, was a theater major <laughs> and I've not been trained as a journalist. I would just like to put that I know, out you there. know, I'm feeling that I way too. I find myself to be a comedian even more before I'm even uh, a broadcaster, mm-hmm. you know, and so this year has been something, you know, it's only- I'm not saying woe is me or I'm not complaining. I'm just saying this is completely new territory yeah. than I would I've ever dealt with in 25 years of being in radio. It just so people know, you know, when you uh, see what we saw yesterday happening in Washington, D.C. and and some other places as well, uh, not quite what had happened in D.C., um, the first feeling I have is dread for what what is happening you know, and then the second is dread for having to go to work the next day following an event like that. Yeah, it's unchartered territory. It was so bizarre uh, watching it all unfold. By the way, what we will do, we're not going to commit the show to this. We're going to talk about it now, and we will offer a diversion of just normal stupidity to hopefully help you if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, and help if you feel anything, a little bit better. Absolutely. And if anything new comes up during our show, we will certainly pass absolutely. that along. Uh, but it was strange because we were getting ready to go on uh, Twin Cities Live, mm-hmm. and oh goodness, I don't know, I think it was around 2 o'clock or something, someone came in and casually said, well, there's a coup at the Capitol, so I don't know if we're going on. And, you know, coming out of 2020, it's 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 kind of crazy how desensitized you become to insanity and just crazy things happening. Mm-hmm. And so they said this, and at first you almost take it matter-of-factly like, oh, okay, so the, the reason why the show's not going to go on today or why we'll be on late is because of a coup at the Capitol. Uh, okay. And actually, when I first heard it, I thought that there was something happening Minneapolis uh, locally. Yeah. yeah. And uh, because I knew that the governor was speaking yesterday about uh, loosening restrictions on restaurants and theaters and bowling alleys and all yeah. of that. So some people were really excited to hear what those announcements would be. So I thought, goodness, what's happening at the Capitol? And then sure enough, you you turn on the television and you see what is actually happening. It was really, it was very surreal because CBS News was updating in real time on their Instagram with some of those pictures that likely you've seen now with uh, these rioters and these protesters who had made their way into the Capitol and were at the dais and were sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk and walking the halls 
one guy seemed to be sort of rappelling down. It was just, it was just crazy. It was surreal. It was, you couldn't really even make sense of what you were, what you were looking at. You almost feel like you're watching like documentary footage. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, Did your show go on as nor as usual? So, no, we were not on at all. Uh, we got word from ABC News that they were going to be sticking with that special report through 6 o'clock. Sure. And so then the funny thing is, uh, the behind the scenes of Twin Cities Live, we have multiple guests lined up yesterday, including, you know, think of the little tactical things that pale in comparison, but still it's a logistic that you have to deal with. Uh, mm-hmm. A cook who was on to show us how to make shrimp cakes, not crab cakes, shrimp cakes. Mm. Uh, but he had delivered shrimp cakes to us and had his thing all set to go in his kitchen. So what we did was we sit there and then ABC News has told us before, you know, hey, we're going to be on until this time. But crazy things happen. And sometimes they say, all right, we're going to wrap things up for now and we go back to you. So you have to stay there I on see. set throughout the time. And then what would happen is. At the time that we were supposed to interview the cook with the shrimp cakes, then we do a Skype interview with him that we just record, and I think we will air uh, today and tomorrow things that we recorded yesterday. So we did three or four segments taped. I was going to ask you about that, because you said you have to sit there, so you have to be on standby, Mm -hmm. and I thought, I was assuming he was in the studio for whatever crazy reason. Yeah, he's not in studio. So you just sit there, and then at the normal time that the scheduled guest would have come on, had Twin Cities Live been on yesterday, mm-hmm. then we interview that person. We shoot it, as, and we're getting time cues in our ears, so we're treating it as though it's a live sure. uh, thing that we'll just air today. Like, for instance, we had Rachel Cruz on, Dave Ramsey's daughter. She's got a new book out called Know Yourself, Know Your Money. So we had her on and did the normal interview, and then and then we sit around for 20 minutes. And then we wait for the time that the next person would come on. So it was a, and then you wait until four. Elizabeth and I, we walked out. We stormed out of there at four twenty-eight thirty, <laughs> and uh, our director said, "What are you guys just? You're leaving? You're giving up?" And we said, "Yep." If they come back to us in this next minute and a half before we're scheduled to go off the air, so be it. You know, it's, and we stormed out. It's uh, it's crazy because I don't know for whatever reason I heard um, Colleen and Bradley. As I was pulling out of the driveway, the, the parking lot yesterday, mm-hmm. and I heard them say something about um, a curfew and this and that. And I was like, huh, I wonder what they're talking about. Right. And they went back to their normal programming while they were waiting for somebody else, you know, maybe somebody from a, the news department to call in. So I was like, oh, I wonder what that's about. But then I go home and I decide I am not turning on the TV until tonight. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to read any news or anything. And so I watched The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. And I'm sitting there and I'm crying. And then I'm like, the same thing. (laughs) Which I was going to say, sadly, is kind of a frightening. Hmm. uh, Any whoozle. So I have a Zoom call at five and I put the TV back to normal, you know, I don't know, network programming. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. What's happening? And then I'm getting all these texts from my brother back in New Jersey, just giving me commentary and his opinion on everything that's happening. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Anybody, somebody. And they're like, oh, yeah, this has been going on since about one o'clock this afternoon. Well, you know, here was one thing that we mentioned um, uh, yesterday when we were sitting around at the Twin Cities Live studio. One thing that took people off guard, I think, was how off guard 
the capital seemed to be yes. for such an event, despite the fact that there were thousands that were pushing in on it. It made me think, and this is dark, but bear with me as I just process this. I thought, oh gosh, how easy it seems it would be to pull off a terrorist attack yeah. at the U.S. Capitol. Yeah. Because if you can just essentially walk in the front door. Now, I get it. There were thousands of people there, um, but it made it, it did not bode well for folks thinking that uh, our federal buildings are under of course good care. It's just shocking, absolutely it's so shocking to me and disturbing. And there was there just wasn't enough people. There weren't enough. Um, oh no. you know, um, Capitol Police. Thank you. There were yeah. only five hundred, and there on and duty. there's a lot more. Twenty two hundred, I think, total. They said this morning that are employed. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just strange. A woman got shot and killed. And she was a member of the Air Force, or she was a veteran of the Air Force. I mean, this... and then three other people died yeah. from medical emergencies that they haven't really ex- explained beyond that yet. Um, but they, as a result of these separate medical emergencies, one woman and two other men um, died yesterday. It's, it's just crazy. And then, by the way, then the members of the Senate go back in and end up voting. They reconvene, and then you hear. Some Republicans saying, yep, I was going to object to the Electoral College results, oh. and now I'm not going to. I'm out on that. Most it, of them. Four, four White House staffers resigned yesterday, yep. um, effective immediately. It was, a, it was a day that will be in history books. Absolutely. I mean, people, you know, I feel like now they can have a sense, and, I, and I'm not saying, I mean, obviously this is a horrible thing. But maybe some of these lawmakers understand what it is like to be under attack if you were uh, a student, you know, and Mm -hmm. these school shootings that have happened in the past. There were people barricading their office doors and they were terrified and calling their families and, you know, telling them that they loved them. This is this is a horrible, horrible, awful thing. And I'm sure as a couple of days go by, we'll we'll understand, you know, we'll get more information and have a, a better idea of the timeline and you know but this has got to stop we've got to figure something out mm, i'm just worried about uh the inauguration i am yeah, too. i'm worried about uh biden you know and and his safety yeah throughout his you know presidency <sighs> scary stuff but Anyway, again, we will keep you posted if anything new come, comes up uh, throughout the show. We have a great show. interview that Alexis is going to be posting this morning from Alejandro Alvarez, yes. who works for our sister station, in well, our station in, in D.C., yeah. uh, Hubbard Station, WTOP, and he was there. And he so was great. We'll talk to him at the top Fabulous. of the 8 o'clock hour. You can catch that mm. in the podcast a little bit later uh, on our website. Yeah, that's a must-hear, mm-hmm. I would say. Definitely listen to that. Well, speaking of must-hears, coming up as we attempt to entertain you this morning and lower your stress, I will tell you about mosquitoes. <laughs> a lot of mosquito talk, which surprisingly sounds like good news compared to how we've started the show. So stick around. We're going to try to make you smile today, despite all of the insanity happening around us. Thanks for listening to the Don and Steve Show on My Talk. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and TV Steve Patterson. Go! At Chet Service, everybody. And we got some fun facts to share. Things that make you go Wish you wouldn't have said fun facts. Uh Oh, Oh, no. Let me get this one out of the way. But it is remarkable. (laughs) Mosquitoes have killed more people 
than all of the wars in history combined by infecting tens of billions of people with diseases. Hmm. Hmm. Think about not Mm. just people, if you add animals into that, how many, you know, we're talking heartworm. Yes. We're talking, um, oh, I almost feel like this should be a song. We're talking heartworm. (laughs) (laughs) Diseases. Oh, I like that. I have a couple questions for God, and that's one of them. Hey, man, Mm, why did you do the mosquito thing? (laughs) And then can you also go, and uh, cancer. Also, yeah, yeah we're right? not big fans of cancer. I'll start with mosquitoes. I'll hang up and listen. First time, long time, big fan. <laughs> That's just weird. They're just past these mosquitoes. What purpose do they serve? I wonder that about cockroaches. Like, it's not, what are they doing for the environment? At least you know, like, okay, well, why do we have to deal with bats? Okay, well, they eat mosquitoes. That's good. But why do we need mosquitoes in the mosquito. first place? Yeah. Right? To feed the other it's just a part of the food yeah chain. there is a the food chain situation yeah i'm sure that this happened and there. they believe what they're doing is good right mm, no they don't know oh, they don't want to be born a mosquito yeah Can't great scene it. of a mosquito played by chris rock in b movie how many times do i have to tell you guys oh yeah b movie oh, yeah. love and b movie oh but speaking of movies um john watched soul Oh, yeah. Oh, and loved it. I was going to watch it yesterday, but then something Things, else yeah. happened in the world. Yeah, I, yeah. I <laughs> fell asleep watching it, but it was not because of the movie. It was just it went on late at night, fireplaces on, lights are low. What do you want from me? Oh, More boy. fun facts. Chris Farley was originally set to star as the Amish bowler in the movie Kingpin, if you saw that. But he couldn't do it because he was contractually obligated to do the movie Black Sheep. So the role wound up going... To Randy Quaid. Okay. <laughs> I saw that movie, but I don't remember it. I don't think I saw Kingpin. Oh. Maybe Good. I'm thinking of King of Comedy. Bill My... Murray bowls three strikes in a row for real in that movie. And oh, the that's, crowd, a that's a turkey. That's yeah. I was going to say The crowd reaction is real because he just... Oh, fun, wow. fun fact. <laughs> Bonus fun, fun fact on. You know, speaking of King... What did you say? You thought it was King of the... King of the Hill? King, um, King of Comedy. King of Comedy. Uh, my brother, Josh, not mentioned as often as Scooty, he was really pushing watching the King of Queens over the holiday. It's he was saying, so oh, yeah, there's good. a King of Queens mo- uh, show about that. Yeah, there's a King of, King of Queens episode about that, too. I Anything do love that show. Up. I have to say, I did go through a period where I was obsessed with it because it was in syndication, just easily mm-hmm. accessible. Oh, yeah. And, so, I mean, Jerry Stiller is reason alone so to watch good. that. So funny. Yeah, if I stripped show. you of all of your DNA, you would lose two pounds. Do I smell a new fad diet? <laughs> you have two. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> Two pounds of chromosomal DNA in your body right now. Wow. wow. Where, do, where is it? Like, is it in your veins? In your cells? It... Oh, your cells. Right? Yes. So the double helix in there. Oh, Dawn. Oh, somebody did well on the SAT. Wow, a double helix. Not oh, just the one. <laughs> um, let's get. Let's go back to being more more people of the people because we got a yeah. professor with us. Otherwise, how about this known one? As dummies. Donna, you'll like this one. This appeals to people like you and me. Hall and Oates met when they were both at a concert in Philly. And a gang fight broke out. No. So then they hopped, listen to this, they hopped in the same elevator to get away from the gunshots, <gasps> I think found I... out that they both went to Temple University, Oh. and they became friends. What? Now that's a pretty cool story of something that just seems so terrible. When good comes out of evil. Right. That's great. You know? Yes, good that's, point, Steve. That's cool. That's a really cool story. Well, and hopefully we'll hear more of those types of stories. As the week goes on from yesterday. I don't think we will. I don't know. That Hall & Oates one feels like maybe... Yeah, how do you uh, trump that? Di- Oops. I didn't Donna, think what are we doing? Okay. <laughs> Could you I can't just wait until we go to commercial, today? which will be in 20 seconds. Great. There's a term for elderly men who pass their time watching construction sites or road work. Oh. They're called Umarel. U M A R E L L. Look at that Umarel. There's a term oh my for God. the people who for elderly men who watch construction sites to pass the time. Oh, that's cute. I see this. I there's a Wikipedia page for it. Oh my God, really? That is so yes. funny. Wow. I had a neighbor at my cabin come over. I wake up. He's in my yard um, because I'm having a tree cut down, yeah. and he just to wanted it. to watch it happen. I get it. Free entertainment. <laughs> I guess so. Oh my God! Um, you guys, uh, we'll tell you who is the next guest host lined up for Jeopardy. That's on the way, and something funny about the Mandalorian. We're back. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. Oh, what do you think about this? I kind of love it. So, you know, Ken Jennings next week. This is the last week of um, Alex Trebek's hosting of Jeopardy. This was taped back, I believe, in October. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, November. November. Uh, I don't know. You know better than I. In the fall. Early fall. So, um, we know that Ken Jennings will take over next week for a week. And the next person that is said to be guest hosting, which I didn't even think of. I love it. Katie Couric. Oh, yeah. She'd be great. You know who else would be good? Meredith uh, Vieira. Meredith Vieira. She's doing 25 words or less right now. Yes. That's that's a fun show. I My money stays with Ken Jennings. But Katie Couric will be nice. That'll be... She'll obviously do well. I'd like to see how Ken Jennings does... Because I'm not really familiar with his personality, other well, than answering questions. Right, and I don't think a lot of people have seen him at length, outside of maybe an interview here or there. So to see him within 
throughout the stretch of a 30-minute show. After people answer, you have these opportunities for cute little asides, things like that. But you really, the, the content is king on Jeopardy, right? I mean, Alex Trebek, the, the, what he did so well was he was like salt to the dish. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I know you're anti-Ken Jennings, and you have been for months now. <laughs> you not. don't uh, like him as a person. I just don't know him. What about, Ooh. did we mention John O'Hurley on this show? Oh. I think he would be a great... He, I don't know why, but I can't get his Seinfeld character out of yeah. my head. Jay Peterman. <laughs> yes. He just has such a, I don't but know. He's kind of got presence. That, yeah, he's tall and distinguished looking. Says what he's other, a game uh, show host on yeah, his Wikipedia. What game shows has he did He did to tell the truth. Okay. Uh, the Great American Celebrity Spelling Bee. Hmm. He hosted Family Feud from 2006 to 2010. I do remember that. What? Yeah, for was sure. that Years. after Richard Karn or before Richard Karn? It was laugh after after oh, laugh. Nice. It was. It was after, I believe. Mm-hmm. How about Richard Karn hosting Family Feud? I don't even remember who that I don't is. Even know Al who that Borland. Is. He's Al Borland from Home Improvement. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's a weird bit of casting. What was up with that? That is weird. That's weird. And you got to try things and see what sticks, right? O two to O six. That's what they're doing with Steve on the show. Hey, <laughs> God! Uh, <laughs> what? No. Uh, <laughs> o two to O six. Al Borland was the host weird. of Family Feud. I want to. Don't remember anybody before Steve Harvey. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Really? Uh, oh, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. What about Ray Combs? Steve Harley. Harvey. Steve Harvey. I love Steve Harvey. But I you know too. what I hate about the best. his version, though? What? Hmm. It's just kind of pervy. It is pervy. It's, oh, they're I, trying to get you to say like dirty things, and then the answers. Like if someone says, you know, but the it'll pop up and it'll say like delicious booty. Like, yeah. I don't like that. Sure. It's, yeah, it's they're... called Family Feud. Ooh, she's very conservative today. I, I'm really liking this, <laughs> this Donna. This is new Donna Valentine. <laughs> I love this. Uh, yeah, he was... Ray Combs is who I grew up with okay. watching Family Feud. And uh, he, he ended up... He took his own life. This is a really sad yeah, end to this right. story. I remember hearing that as a kid and just like was beside myself but he was who i always thought of when i thought of family feud was ray combs yeah. who was first a comedian actor and then ended up hosting the show louie anderson hosted the show oh, yeah that's right yes. for a little while yeah, yes. He was fun. yes i liked him as well love him richard dawson now he he was the right host for that era because he would not have survived today you can't just start kissing people on the mouth whenever oh, wow. you think so there's a weird. hottie yeah it's so weird and he was always Okay, when I say slimy, here's what I mean. Like, the way that his body is. I remember his hands and his body sort of <laughs> leaning onto the thing. And then, hey, come here. Flirting. And then he was just like, yeah, but almost seemed kind of drunk. Oh. In his flirting style. Oh. It just felt very weird. Oh, I'm going to look up awkward moments. Oh, yeah, I can tell you one right now. Okay. It's whenever the cast of Dallas is on for the first time, and it's a new show, and he is talking to, like, Charlene Tilton. Is that her name? Yep. She played uh, Lucy. Lucy. And she was, like, a teenager, and he was 
so uncomfortably pervy with her that it is revolting. Like, you will be shocked that... It now happened. And it was it like, oh my God, he's basically assaulting her just it's in front of people. Oh God. It's Ew. like, come on, quit kissing her. Quit. Now, wait a minute. Quit. Now, this, <laughs> this clip says Richard Dawson meets his uh, future wife, Gretchen Johnson, on Family Feud in May of 1981. Then there's another thing on YouTube that <laughs> says this Richard Dawson kisses 200 plus women on Family Feud during the 1980 season. And they show all of the kisses. It's just really Oh, my gross. word. This is something. Oh, he's just. Oh, and his hand was low it's on her gross. back there. That was a high butt touch. Ew. It's yeah, like, and he would like swag her. Oh, God, I had a teacher like this in college I did who too. got in trouble for doing inappropriate things with students. But he would do things in class. Oh, what a dark topic. Sorry. I know. I had a, hey, I had a teacher once. Uh, oh. a well, actually, he was a doctor, and it was a science class or a biology class in college. And he was taking roll call. And when he got to me, he was like, "Okay, Valentine." Guys. Then he looks up and he goes, "Thanks for last night." And I'm like, "What? Whoa! What? He's just trying to be funny." And I'm like, "No, blush. No. You can't say things right. like that." Hey, Don. Yeah, I just put a little clip in there at the bottom of this for you so that you can play it. Just play it right from the top. And this, okay. Don, I think we might want to link up to this. Link because it up, yeah. Link it up! All right. Well, um, I haven't seen Richard Dawson in a while. It is just okay, as creepy it. as I remember. I, I only watched the first 10 seconds. Okay, let's see it. Okay, let's take or a listen. listen. Here's some mouth sounds. What's it? Mm. What do you think? Ew, they're all like, ew, I have to kiss him. And Donna, if you oh. watch the video with it... I am. I mean, he's <laughs> like, it's way too slow of a lean-in and, and kiss. He tilts his head. I mean, the fact that there wasn't... Oh, he grabs their faces? Oh, my God. Uh tongue slipped in at one point. No, it is rem- No, no, I'm oh. saying the fact that that didn't happen... I mean, this guy, oh, Lord, he's and the look really... On, I mean, and the, he pulls and the men's them in. When they're faces. doing the showcase showdown or whatever it's called, that's not the right term for it. What is it at the end? Yeah, fast money. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the thing at <laughs> the end, a, yeah. he really like brings them in to his like body, body close. Oh, like yeah. they are on a romantic evening. Okay, and again, I he's got a I lot of lower back or uh, upper butt touching, I mean, touching, he's touching this woman's around. She's a thin woman so we can reach all the way around and it looks like his hands are up near her breastuses. Oh no. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I almost feel like I need to go to HR just from talking about <laughs> He is just, and hey, mm, come here. Mm. Ew, He's just ew, grabbing Steve, people. I don't want to hear you do oh, that. It's so disgusting. <laughs> oh, just right on there and it was like, damn it, this is the expectation. Get in here. And I'm going to kiss your mouth. Oh, and he's touching them on the, the face touching. Uh, yeah, he's, is, he's touching them like he's lot. about to make out with I them. I can't stop watching this video. Wait, stop. The, I, you have to. I don't want to. I want I, to move I don't on. know why I want to keep watching All it. All right, I'm moving this on. This is really something. This is your era, Donna. This is what this is what you... the Me Too movement and what it's about. This is where it starts, just that, that this is okay. Yes. Right. You know, I mean, it's not where it starts, but it's in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> middle <laughs> it is it's a gross middle of the sandwich oh. 
Oh. Kissing Richard Dawson sandwich. Oh. oh, God. I mean, it just doesn't stop. It's like the meatloaf you didn't want. Oh, no. and then this this guy walks right down the aisle. All right, so there's this one jabroni, just this one guy who looks like an accountant, and then four women, and he walks right down the aisle and just kisses all of them. Of course, passes that that dude of ham that was that dude. All right. Oh, his whole hand is on I'll, her face. Uh, I'll link it up for everybody. Whoa. All right. Katie Couric guest hosting Jeopardy. We don't know what week, but I, I probably the week following Ken Jennings. Okay. Um, I have something fun for you. Um, okay. So there's this guy who did something with the Mandalorian. He basically reimagined <laughs> it as a 90s sitcom. I'll link this up because obviously it, it's really just to music, but what he did with it is very funny. His name is Nolan Fabri- Fabricus. And he said, I have nothing to do with my time, but aggressively pursue every dumb idea that pops into my head. <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch it, it's really cute. It's really, really cute. Ugh. Especially when they get to Bill Burr. But the music that they used is, yes. is this. Can we listen to the music uh-huh. for a sec? Oh, I love the music. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Show me that smile. <laughs> Antagonist. Oh, oh John Carlo Esposito. Yeah. yeah. It's super cute, and the way it ends is with the baby Yoda and Mandalorian. That's funny. Very cute, very creative. I love that, guys. That is wonderful. I have nothing to do with my time but aggressively pursue every dumb idea that pops into my head. <laughs> yes. That's funny. It is funny. Oh, my oh, God. All hey. right. Hey, good talk, guys. Remember when Good Richard talk. Dawson was kissing those ladies? There's a whole nother video that I came no. upon. No, oh god! Which is this one is titled "Family Feud: The Kissing Bandit Is on the Loose." Beauty queens. Oh, oh, Miss no. USA versus Miss Universe. Gross. I, I that mean, is the creepiest one of all. And they they purposely go on the show, and like the there's. Aside from the beauty queens, like when you see the dad and like women who are married who are part of the team looking at you. this guy kissing their wives and ugh, i bet and guys daughters. wanted to punch him in the throat yeah they probably <laughs> I thought there did. was a lot of throat and punching back in the day it was like accepted and nobody would have it's just was harmless fun mm-hmm. right right You're just like expected to do it it's so just gross. A, anyway on that note oh speaking of gross mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys saw this story or not i don't know what in the hell is going on in denmark but <laughs> something's rotten in Denmark. Oh, That's right. a Hamlet yeah. reference. That's funny. There is a children's show in Denmark that has no business being in children's programming, in my opinion, and I'm sure in every other normal human being's opinion. Oh, I'll tell boy. you what it's about when we come right back with See Something, Say Something on My Talk 1071. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Oh boy, oh boy. When you see something, you gotta we, say something. Yeah, you got, you got to. to. You got to say something. Duty bound. I saw something. 
And I'm going to say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Now, let me ask you, Steve, because I know Dawn already checked it out. Did you look at this story or this no. video? Nope. Okay, so you have no idea what I'm about to say. No, I, I know that you've had a long-standing feud with the Dench, the Denmark people. <laughs> the the Danish. Whatever, the Danish. Danish. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the fans of Judy Dench. Uh, the yeah. Dench. Yep. And so it doesn't surprise me that you also have a problem with people from Denmark. Okay. Well... <laughs> In, uh, where do I begin? Okay, there's a new children's oh show. Oh my gosh, what's happening? It just premiered in Denmark. It's called <gasps> John Dillermond. And it is about a man um, and his pee-pee. No, it's not. That is. It is. You want to hear the... And it gets him into trouble. But he could do cool stuff with it, like uh, it's an inco- bounce on it. It's an uncontrollably long one. <laughs> Okay. It's like claymation. You want to hear the uh, little cute intro here? I don't know yeah. what they're saying because it's okay. Danish. Oh, oh, the slide whistle. John John Peepee, John this is absurd and obscene. This is not a children's show. It is. It, is, it yeah. should. They this have, is something that should be like on Adult Swim. I think. I feel like that's what it is. No. no. Come on. The well, this is from the Guardian. They say Denmark actually has a long history of producing unconventional content for kids. One classic program, Uncle Rege. Stars a character who tosses out curse words, regularly smokes a pipe, and refuses to practice basic hygiene. Mm -hmm. And people are going, oh, you know what? Just stop being so... Kids do find genitals funny. That's what one psychologist said. So, I... You know the problem? I just... I I can't even believe that this got through. I don't think there's anything to get through. (laughs) I mean... Steve, he's actually using it. It falls out of his like Let me his stick jumper, up. and then he's putting gas onto the barbecue grill with it. Well, because he treats it as though it's another appendage. May I stick up for John Dillerman? And it is covered. It is. He has like oh, a yeah. red and white striped It's like suit, Waldo. So it's like uh, exactly Waldo. If Waldo had one of those hoses, you know the hoses that blow up and then contract really quickly too? Those flexible hoses that you see on commercials? Yeah, sure. It's essentially like like that's what I feel like it would feel like if you picked it up. It's that hose connected to his crotch. So you don't see a bear, pardon my French, weenie. Yeah, you just see a long When you say bear, you don't Waldo mean like um, like a, a black bear or hey a bear. grizzly bear. A hay bear. Hey bear. I mean a, a nude. A, a nude wanky. <laughs> okay, here's the thing though. Yes. I think... Villermond is the word for penis. PP, yes. Let me look this up. Dillermond. Dillermond. John Dillermond. Dillermond. Or maybe Diller is. Uh, Urban Dictionary. Hey, oh, never mind. I'm not going to read that. (laughs) I knew knew it. (laughs) Um, Dillermond in Danish. 
And this was created by... Oh, and the, 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 the Dench are raging, by the way. They are upset, even yeah, they though are. they are a desensitized of culture, I guess. Are. They're upset about this. They, they are the, so it was created by the equivalent of, say, the BBC in collaboration with actual sex educators. And this is supposed to be the world's most well-endowed man. And he uses it as a helpful tool to overcome various challenges, like mm-hmm. taming lions, <laughs> oh, completing everyday tasks. Yeah, like he was pouring gas onto a grill. You know, the, all the times when you're like, oh, gosh, I just need another hand. Like, I'm thinking when I was painting a couple weeks ago. Oh, God. What I would have like done would. for a Dillerman. <laughs> especially the ceiling. Oh, the crick in my neck I have. Let me ask you this. Would you let your children watch this? No. Okay, that's all I need no, to know. No, here's the problem. Is As parents, we get it. That psychologist is right. Kids think that talking about their private parts is funny and I think it's okay to like allow them that space to enjoy the humor and the silliness of that. Okay. That being said, as parents, you're always you want to give them an inch, but you don't want to let them go too. Well, in this case, twelve. Inches. Okay. You don't want don't want to let them go too far with it. And the problem with this would be you would it would infiltrate their mind too much. Monkey see, monkey do. Right. They'd be in school in the principal's office because they were talking about their Dillerman again. Right. Because then you start saying, like, want to see what my wiener can do? Oh, yeah, no. that's why it's bad. No. And it's, like, impulsive, and it's just not right, not in this day and age. No. Or it, ever. And, it, it, you know, what what kind of weird pervert would use this in some way to excuse behavior? I'm surprised that this is not an adult swim show for them. That's what I said. Another name, excuse me, another meanie... <laughs> Whoa, my. Another meaning for, I don't have to tell you what that was. Another meaning for Dillerman is a salesperson or someone who likes to promote things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, like, think of our whole sales department, a whole bunch of Dillermans, am I right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's you saying that, not me. Not me. Really all right, like. All right, I'm done. That's that's <laughs> my beef today. Okay. All right, I want to say. No, wanna... it's not your beef. Don't yeah, say don't that. say that. It's not my beef. Gosh, Donna, I'm I am loving how conservative you are today, though. You Usually, it's very, me. I have very. to be the conservative voice of reason, and finally, right, you've come over to my side. Well, there's, this is really there's, wonderful. I do have boundaries, and I do okay. have you know. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The song is a hit, though. We would all agree. The song, Dillerman, John Dillerman, that's a great song. Yeah. They just shouldn't have a children's show about a guy's wiener. Yeah. Um, we can hear it. Let's Especially because it it's a man. Because yeah, it's, it's, it's a man, too. It's not a boy. They could have dialed back a bunch of the sound effects. Yeah, like what is well, that? What you're viewing in it, I mean, it's like, sure. oh my gosh, he just used it to shoot a gun at the well, end. I just earlier, that. Yeah, earlier he bouncing, picked, yeah, he picked up an oven. Oh yeah, he. <laughs> no kidding. He's hanging from balloons floating up into the sky. John Dillerman. John Dillerman. I uh, finished a show last night on Netflix. It's called The American Barbecue Challenge. For f- fans of shows like The Great British Bake Off and all of that, 
I think, or is that what it's called? Breaking mm-hmm. Shell, whatever. Yeah, well, um, it's two things, yeah. Oh, okay. We don't say bake off here because apparently Americans can't handle that. Oh. So they change it to the baking show. Oh, how wonderful. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, if barbecue is more your thing, check out the American Barbecue Challenge. I talked about this a while ago. It's on Netflix, and it's it's really enjoyable, especially if you like barbecue food or you know someone who does. And it's a competition show. They start with eight. They get down to one. I would highly recommend our whole like the kids liked watching it. It was good and it's a feel good. There's no drama on this. There's no teams or alliances or anything like that. It's just a bunch of really inter- the casting was great. The eight contestants are so different from one another. So the casting was really really well done. And they have to do different things. They're cooking on traditional smokers, old wood smokers, way back hole in the ground. They have to build a cinder block pit to roast a whole pig. It's all sorts of stuff. So every episode is different. It's not just like, all right, let's do ribs again, and then it's the same episode. I will tell you, I noticed something that I think may have irritated Donna. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe it would have made you happy. There are eight episodes, and it dawned on me a few episodes ago, no one has changed clothes yet. Isn't that funny? Everyone is in the same clothes the whole time. And apparently, the uh, the producers of the show provided everyone with multiple versions of their same outfits, which are all different. It's not like you're Team Purple or Team Red. It's your own style of clothing that you would wear. But they each got multiple options of each so that for continuity, they could right. edit things together really easily. Hmm. So if you like continuity... And who doesn't? And you like barbecue. Check out the American Barbecue Challenge on Netflix. All right. Um, Dawn, thank you. No problem. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) All right. Uh, When we come back, we'll have some uh, songs that were hits 20 years ago. We're old. We are 